0: Arthur, Akin Weiner made the prediction that the snow is not going to stick today. Right. I believe he's probably right. Um, you know, it's, no, it's like 40 degrees out there, 45 degrees out there, and it's still snowing anyway. So we're going to go with our local weatherman's prediction. There you go. In any case, let's continue with Der HaShem. <clears throat> we began a big parak yesterday. Again, a new topic, parik Dawud. On the topic of Gentiles and Jews. Of Gentiles and Jews, this parak could be called and um very fundamental discussions we're going to be uh discovering over here and we're going to have to take this step by step we saw his introduction he gave us an introduction yesterday that we need to talk about The going you know sat us down by the fireplace there and he said now it's, you know it's come the time to talk about goyim, said the Ramchal, we gotta understand Yidin, we gotta understand goyim, we gotta understand the Sogyo, we gotta understand what's all all about. And there is something to talk about. He told us there is a Sogyo, there is a discussion. How do goyim fit into Hashem's plan? How do they fit into hashgacha? Into hashgacha? Into Hashem running the universe? So <clears throat> that's that was the introduction. As in we also saw the introduction, the the, the starting point of the, of the of these Square one has to be establishing a basic fact that there are similarities and dissimilarities. On the one hand, we look. Indistinguishable from from the guy on a physical level, you know, in the morgue, the autopsy room, you can't tell which ones a yid, which which ones a guy. No way of telling. We seem to be one species, one of the same, mamish, one of the same, one of the same. <clears throat> on a spiritual level, from a perspective of Ruchnius, we are so different that we, we seem to be two different species altogether. That was the hakdama. Let's continue now with base, and to get back to understanding. What does it mean to be a Yid? What does it mean to be a Guy? What is the purpose of a Jew? What's the purpose of a Guy? How did Guy fit into Hashem's plan? The Ramchal is going to take us on a very long journey. So we're not going to have the answers immediately. We have to build our way up to the answers as the Ramchal does in his (coughs) signature style over here. He's going to take us on a journey of development of the topic and he's going to take us to the very beginning and he's going to build up in a progressive, very methodical way, step by step, to show us where Goyim is coming from, but he's going to start with the beginning of the discussion, which is how the Ramchal always does this. It gives us a very logical, structured uh, approach to understanding everything, including Goyim. So the Ramchal is going to take us on a journey now, everybody. So we're not going to have the answers this morning. We may not even have the answers tomorrow morning, but eventually we will have the answers. And in the meantime, we're going to accompany the Ramchal on a very exciting, very exciting voyage over here, and we go back to Gan Eden once again. To understand Goyim, understand of Jews and Gentiles, the difference between the two, what the role of Jews is, what the role of Gentiles is. We have to go back to Gan Eden once again, which we already did early in the Sefer. So let's see. Base. Peric Dalad. I'm sorry. Chalik Base. Peric Simon Base. Base. Dalad Base. Adam Rishon. The original man. Before he sinned. We know that man originally existed. On a level that was much, much higher than how man looks nowadays, and we know this already. And higher doesn't mean he was uh, more chashev; he was more spiritual. He was different. He was qualitatively different. His existence was different. that as we explained, says the Ramchal earlier in the first shelech in the third Peric. Umadragus the the um, uh, level of uh, mankind back in that time of uh, history. Adam HaRishon was on a very high level and mankind, the nature of mankind, was on a very high level. Adam HaRishon was already cut out, was already suitable to, to enter into Olam Haba as is. And just to re- remind ourselves very briefly and revisit that very, very, very quickly, what that means... He said Adam Rishon's existence was an existence in which his physicality didn't have a, an independent existence. His physicality hadn't been established to be independent of spirituality, to have its own pull, to have its own drive. The physicality was there, Adam Rishon, even in Gan Eden, even before he ate from the Etz Das Tevara, even before he sinned. He had a physicality, but his physicality was a gossamer, insubstantial, threadbare physicality akin to what mankind will have in Olam HaBa. There will be physicality in Eilam Haba as well in the world to come. There will be physicality, but it's a physicality which is the barest of physicalities, which is there just to be um, buttle a tofel, and an accessory to the spirituality. As we said, like a membranous type of existence. Adam Rishon's guf was the barest of membranes <coughs> to hold in the spirituality. Or said differently, it was a threadbare membranous existence, which was not just to contain the spirituality here, but to give it sewer to the spirituality in physical form, but was also dependent on the spirituality, its existence. Not something that needed to be nurtured and, 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 and maintained on its own. It was something that it got its nurturing from the, the uh, spirituality. But again, a good, good good, way of wrapping our heads around that is, you know, spirituality is still spirituality. Ruchnius is ruchnius. Ruchnius, you can't see ruchnius. You can't smell ruchnius. You can't taste ruchnius. You're not Shabbos. You're tasting the chalots. You're not tasting the ni Good, the ni make the chalot taste better, maybe. Shabbos Kajdush makes the food taste better, but you're, you're tasting that cayenne pepper. You're tasting that beer. That went into the chalm. You're tasting the secret ingredients. Right? You're not tasting ruchnius. You're not smelling ruchnius. You're not seeing ruchnius. In the world of Gashmius, we interface with things through physicality. regions body was the barest of physical forms to contain ruchnius in the realm of Gashmius. That's all it was. Spirituality. That's, that's what it was. And that's why, and we mentioned this also back in the day, that's why... Um, we talk of how Adam clothing changed. You know, after he sins, he needs clothing. Before he sends, his body is his clothing. And that's the idea with Chazal. Chazal talk about the fingernails covered his his existence. The fingernails that was his body, that was his body. This the, the bare membrane, translucentness that that contained his spirituality, and he was radiant. He shone through it. You know, if, if, you, know you put the fingernails are translucent. You can see can See stuff under your fingernails, right? You can see stuff there. That was his existence, that was his entire existence, and it was ex- an existence that would have allowed him to go straight into Eilam Haba, because there wasn't anything in the way. A body that serves only as a container for the soul, that serves only as a membrane to keep Ruchnias here. Spirituality in this world is something that has no independent functioning on its own and it can accompany the soul to Eilam That was that was Adam Hrishav. Okay, this is. Returning to that that idea, that was pre-chait versus post-chait. Post-chait, what happened again? As we'll see, we're, gonna, we're going back down memory lane over here, and other uh, Yishon sins. And he gives his body an independent existence. His body becomes thick. It becomes fat. It becomes something that has its own drives, its own rutzon, its own interests. Blubber, blubber. That's us, right? Blubber it goes from fingernails to blubber. Blubber is something that wants to do its own thing. What does a blubber want to do? Wants to blub. Blubbing is ugly. Blubbing, blubbing business. That's, that's what blubber wants to do. It wants to blub all day long. That's we. We're blubber. Um, this is not just something to keep my neshama. This is something to, uh, you know, keep, uh, you know, um, to keep to keep a uh, hundred plus pounds in, you know. Had a good day. <laughs> what? Keep the coals burning. Keep the coals burning. Yeah. All right. This is, uh, sounds um, sounds uh, sounds good. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's go on. So this is Adam Breshan before he sins. If Adam Rishan would not have been chayte, wouldn't have given in to the pituyim, the the, the uh, enticements of of chava and the nachash of the etzadas he would have not only maintained that existence where his guf is just a membrane, his guf is just this container for his ruchnias, but he would have re- re- risen even higher. would to where he has, now, where he's able to enjoy just a bond in this form with Hashem, and where the guf becomes less and less and less substantial, and more and more and more uh, able to, to allow the, the sole part of him, the, the primary part of him, to bond with Hashem. As we explained all these ideas already. Vihine. Listen, now, now we're going to have some new twists thrown in. New stuff that we haven't heard yet. But Isaiah Hamatzav HaToiv, <clears throat> in that state of Toiv, okay, in that state, Hoyalai, <laughs> Lahoyla told us, in that state, that Adam would have gone directly into Ulam haba if he wouldn't have been Nikhshal. He would not have eaten from the Etad As He would have gone straight to Haba. He would have had offspring. <coughs> he would have had children. He would have had generations produced from him. Interesting. In Ulam haba he would have had kids. In Ulam Haba, he would have had kids. Yes, says Ramchal. he would have had kids. Yes, Mizpar Mishur Mechach is but the Ramchal immediately qualifies this, not, you know, seven billion like we see nowadays. Oodles uh, and oodles and oodles and oodles of generations, right? It wouldn't have been <clears throat> this surge of, of this, 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 this population explosion of, of the amount of humanity that we see nowadays. No, it would have been a very exact number, Mizpar Mishur Mechach is an exact, precise amount of offspring that would have been dictated and determined by the Rivayin Chachma, his divine plan. Based on what was what, what was appropriate, based on again Hashem's original divine plan for what's what is the correct way of benefiting mankind and giving mankind shlemus. One moment. All of his offspring, all of his descendants would have enjoyed the tithe, the benefits of Eilam Habbat together with Adam Harisha let stop for a moment. we, we got to come up for air over here. we, we got we to we cool off our brains for a second because this is one of the most difficult sections of the entire Sefer. Very, very difficult idea that the Ramchal is presenting to us. Ramchal is telling us that um, if Adam Rishon would have gone straight to Adam Haba, he still would have had kids. There would have been kids. There would have been doiris. It wouldn't have just been Adam Rishon, and let's say Chabo, enjoying Olam Haba, forever and ever. They would have had kiddabachim. They would have had kinderlech. And uh, the question is, what does that mean? What, what's, what's up with that? Why, why are they having kids over there? Some Chal says they would have kids for the kids also to benefit from a relationship with God, For the kids to benefit as well. Doesn't that go against the entire Sefer? If you're born in Olam Haba. Let's say you're born in Olam Haba. Right? We'll make a T-shirt that says, I was born in Ilam Habah and all I got was this lazy t-shirt. Hmm. So let's say you're born in Ilam Haba. That sounds pretty cool. What does that look like though? You're born into Ilam Haba. If you're born into the world to come, first of all, right off the bat, the whole concept that there's something it can be something something that, that can be um, the concept of being able to have kids, reproduction, procreation, Alumhabah, that's already like a out-of-the-box, very out-of-the-box idea for us, you know, and certainly we see that, um, again, we, are, we know already the Ramchal's Mahalach, and that's the Mahalach of, you know, the, the, the majority approach, is that there is physicality in Elam Haba, you know, it seems to be, again, in line with that approach, there's physicality, therefore they can have procreation and reproduction, but what, what kind of existence are you being born into if you're born in Elam Haba? An existence where you, you have tremendous Resources, tremendous advantages that we don't have, which is dveikus with the Shira, But you're born with with a serious handicap, also, a serious impediment. What what are you, you're born lacking? Something that we do have. What, what are you born lacking? If you're born naylum habav, free will, bechira, a haro. there's no yechzer haro. there's no bechira. we don't make decisions over there. We just enjoy. So other is going to have kids in Adam that are going to be born into a state of bonding, closeness with God forever and ever without any Bechira, without any ability to not do that, without ability to not earn it, to, to not choose it. And and that's where they're going to be anyway. So we're giving them reward that they didn't earn. We're giving them Nitzchias that they didn't work for. We're giving them shleimus. That they didn't shavitz over to 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 to, uh, to gain on their own, and that goes against the entire sefer. What is this? What's going on over here? This is very difficult um, section of of, of the sefer over here. Very very hard to understand this, and it does seem to go against the entire the entire um, you know premise that we've had in there. Hashem. The whole point is what Hashem wants to be made of us. Hashem wants to give us. Hashem wants to do good for us, benefit us, give us a chance to have uh, an opportunity to bond with Him that's the ultimate handah, and the only way to do it is for us to earn it. So what, what about all these kids that are born in them? How about they're not earning anything? Because the Rav is making it clear that there well, aren't, aren't going to be seven billion of them. You mean, Mizpah assured very exact, precise amount, but w- w- whatever that looks like, that exact, precise amount, whatever that looks like, <clears throat> what's up with that? What's going on with these kids that are being born with, with that pechira, Just to, They're being born, they're malochim. Are we creating malochim? But malochim aren't created to be nena from Hashem. Malochim aren't created to, uh, for, 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 uh, for reward. Malochim are misharsim. What, what's going on over here? That's on the one hand. On the other hand, whatever the answer is going to be does help us whether there are puzzling my Mori and There's a big machlekas happens to be seeing the Gemara in, in, in Medrash, Cain and Hevel, when were they born? We know Cain and Hevel were the first two descendants of, of Adam, and that didn't end very well, right? We know what happened with Cain and Hevel, Cain and Abel. When were they born? When, when, when were Cain and Hevel born? That day. So the Gemara says in Sanhedrin they were born that day. They were born in Gan Eden. They were both born before Adam fell, before he got thrown out. They were born in Gan Eden. And we learned that Gemara, the Medrash says otherwise, the Medrash says they were born afterwards, after Adam got thrown out. But The Gemara says they were born in Gan Eden. You learn that Gemara, and again, one wonders, what's going on that Anrishan is having descendants in Gan Eden. In Gan Eden he's having kids? The whole concept of the kids begins after he gets thrown out of Gan Eden, when he falls down to this planet, when he falls down from his, from his lofty heights. Why is he having kids in Gan Eden? But we see from the Ramchal, something is up with having kids, even in a primordial pre hate. Um, uh, existence where um, I'm ready just to go into Oilam Habba. It's not only you can have kids in Gan Eden, you can have kids in Oilam Habba. You can even have kids in Oilam Habba. So, what's going on over here? What is going on? So, a very difficult question, and it really does take us for, to very deep places. Takes us to extremely, <clears throat> excuse me, extremely deep places. And um, let's let's speak at I think what's what's what has been given to us to understand what is within our <laughs> capabilities of of uh, you know bringing down to our terms over here, bring down to earth. This is a question that we can you know, can go, I think, to very, very lofty, high, distant places, places that are perhaps, you know, very up there. But let's, let's bring it down a little bit. This, the, uh, the, the, uh, this question reveals us what's going on. This has to do very much with what we've said in the past, that after Adam sins, he essentially splinters into all kinds of shards and fragments. And the 600,000 basic souls of, of Kla Yisra that left Egypt represent 600,000 different splinter cells of Adam. Adam is really a combination and a, and, and a, a, a um, composite and a compound of 600,000 different parts, as each and every one of us really, you know. If you take someone and say, Let's drip him down to all the basic parts of his personality, you know? Well, this guy, sometimes he's serious, sometimes he's funny, sometimes he's silly, sometimes he's angry, sometimes he's patient, sometimes he's generous, right? You could take someone and break him down into all of his component characteristics. You could take anyone, really, and break them down quite a lot. Adam region, it's like just a dogma, a way of getting our heads around this. Adam Region has 600,000 basic different parts, and that represents the souls of Klai and that's what happens after he sins. That has to now, what he would have done in one action has to now be done in 600,000 different pieces. It's a big puzzle. When you put that puzzle together, you have Adam Rishon again. You have Adam Rishon again. Adam Rishon <clears throat> certainly has the potential to go there even if he doesn't sin. He has the potential for all those pieces, the potential for all those parts, and the potential for all that hero In Adam Rishon's Fatal, critical moment of of uh, of, of uh, decision, when everything is hanging in the balance. Should he eat? Should he not eat? Should he give in to his calculations, his chesbbonis, that he thinks it'll be better? I'll be better off. If I defy God, <clears throat> or I'm going to put my own calculations aside. I'm going to listen to God, even though my instincts tell me it's, I'm better off defying God. That fatal moment where everything is hanging in the balance we see a tremendous amount of potential hanging in the balance also. Because he could say, I'm just going to suppress my own interests, suppress my own instincts, which are telling me, screaming at me, eat from the Eitad As because you'll serve Hashem so much better if you fall and then rise again. We explained that also a long time ago. But I'm going to suppress that. I know God asked me not to do it. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to eat. I'm going to suppress all that. I'm going to suppress all that. If he would have done that, he would have gone straight into into Ilam Haba. He would have suppressed all that. But he's also not just suppressing a bad calculation. He's not just suppressing a bad move. He is suppressing a tremendous amount of Bechir that's never going to happen. A tremendous amount of Bechir that's never going to happen now. Because what's his whole cheshrin? His whole cheshrin is, if I eat from the Yitzhak and I fall, I'll be able to have so much more Bechira. I'll be able to have so much more to do. Because I'll fall, I'll, be, I'll internalize the Yitzhak I'll have so many more struggles in so many places, and I'll be able to exercise Bechira here, and here, and here, and here, and here, and here, and here, and, here, and overcome the temptations, and use that Bechira to serve Hashem even better right now, I have such a small, narrow, little slice of Bechira. Yeah, I could overcome that, but that's easy. That's easy. My avodas Hashem will be so much more meaningful when I have so much more bechira. Everybody here. So by suppressing that, he's also suppressing all that bechira. By doing the right thing, he is. He He's, he's taking a tremendous amount of bechira that could have been used to serve Hashem, and that's never going to be heard from again. He has a lot of potential for bechira also. Yeah, it was a michshol from the Eitzur Hara, but there was so. But, but on the other hand, it wasn't. It wasn't sheker. The, the, the etzim concept that he had a lot of Bechira that could have been put to use, which is what he wanted to do, which is what he ended up doing. That concept, when we well, isolate that not, concept, it's not a Sheker concept. It was outside of Ratz and Hashem, and here's the dichotomy. Okay, is a very deep place that we're going. It was outside of Ratz and Hashem, but the etzim concept wasn't Sheker. What's Sheker? False. Oh, okay. It wasn't Sheker. It wasn't Sheker. It wasn't untrue. It wasn't untrue. It's true. If you're nichshal, if you fall, you're going to have so much more Bechira. And there's so much more potential to be Oivet Hashem. At the end of the day, but that's not what Hashem wants. That's not what Hashem wants. But it's not untrue. So what happens now to all that untapped Bechira, all that untapped potential that Adam <laughs> is suppressing, he's being b'aycher not to have Bechira, that also has to go recognized. That also has to be recognized in Ilam Hashem. And all of Adam Harishan's Bechira that went untapped, that went un, uh, unused, that didn't get applied, that's all part of who he is, Be'etzim, all that Bechira, all that free will and those temptations that he's, he, 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 he he did not give rise to. All has to be now recognized and can't be neglected and has to, has to, um, in terms of, again, everything is, HaTzurot Tamim Paoloi, um, everything has to be recognized. Nothing can be overlooked. All that potential Bechira, which was so powerful and, and which could have gone so far, that Adam Rishon was baycher not to have, he was baycher, he chose not to have free will, has to be recognized. And this is the idea of the Toldos of Adam. So these aren't, just like new people showing up, these aren't, you know, new yidn that we're creating. We're creating you to enjoy the Zivashkina. We're creating you to enjoy the Zivashina, We're creating you to enjoy the Zivashina, We're creating you to enjoy the Zivashkina. Mazatav Aramishan, you know, Gehat Anaya Yingala, Anaya Medula. Here's you have a, a new boy, a new enical, a grandchild, a great grandchild. We're creating all these descendants. For, for you, for there would be a lot of people here to enjoy the Zivashina. That doesn't make any sense. It indeed doesn't make any sense because they never had the ability to not be Baikher what kind of reward that, what kind of Hana is that, if it was not earned. The Teretz is, it was earned, and these descendants are not just like new, random members of Klai Yisrael that are being created to enjoy the Zeva These are all the extracts of the untapped potential, untapped Bechira, rather, the untapped Bechira of Adam and and this is what we're doing with the Bechira that he was, was Becher to not have. All that potential that could have been applied to that uh, temptation that he had to sink, in order to, to rise, to fall, in order to to um, soar, now will be um, brought to the surface, will be given its own um, slice of shleimus, its own slice of of enjoying the zevashchina, parallel to that slice of the chira that could have had, would Adam Harishan have sinned? So zazel umazeh. It's really just said differently. That, that's the technical approach. Saying that, <clears throat> maybe more in a more practical approach. This these, these are all the uncreated splinter cells of Adam himself that he through. Doing the right thing is the sign will never be created. Since they could have been created and they would have had Bechira to wrap up what Adam did wrong, he would have been biker to splinter himself. He would have been biker to lower himself. He would have been biker to make things harder. And he wasn't. So that also has to be rewarded. That also has to be recognized and given that dveikus with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the parts of Adam Rishon that were there in potential that he was beicher to not have bechira for. That is essentially the idea of the descendants of Adam Rishon in gandaden Okay? So it can be thought of all the various component parts of Adam Rishon which didn't splinter off but we could have splintered off. But not just like new people. Okay, let's create you to enjoy Hashem, you to enjoy Hashem, you to enjoy Hashem. It's all the sub-splinter parts of Adam and that being said, we'll be able to continue with this tomorrow. Well, actually um, let's do a few more lines and we'll see uh, The next few lines of Nebuchadnezzar will make a lot of sense over here. Let's see. Okay, so again, it's it's something, we'll have to wrap our heads around this, I think, and digest this. But the bottom line is, these descendants of Adam and Gan Eden are more more (coughs) clones than descendants, maybe. That would be a better way of saying it. A a clone. A clone is not still 100% the right term. It's somewhere in between a clone and a descendant. But his mama, it's not like, you know, I have a grandchild. My grandchild's there for his own mission, for his own purpose. He's going to get into Elim Haba. No, it's not the word. Because you can't create people in Ha'adam Haba and give them Ha'adam Haba when they never had a work for it. Their work was adam Rishon's work, and that work was the work of the Sheva al tasa work, the work of choosing to never have to choose that work. But that also now earns the reward for the, these sub-cells of adam H'arishon. Let's see. V'omnim told us shehoi shahayo Roy. These descendants that Adam would have given birth to in Eilam Haba, they would have been, they would have been determined, and, and established, in, again with exactitude, with, with utter precision, in, in very specific types of of uh, hierarchy. According to Hashem's divine plan, that's how that would have happened. Pirish? what does that mean? These descendants that he would have had, would have had he would have had um, primary descendants and secondary descendants. The Reish and the Tofel. What is like a primary descendant of Adam Rishon and what is like a sub of the descendants. What, what, what does that mean? But he's saying clearly, it's nothing to do with our descendants nowadays. I don't have, I have primary descendants and sub-descendants. Well, everyone has their favorite kids, right? You don't have to be afraid to admit this. Right? Um, is that a primary descendant and a sub-descendant? Right? The primary <laughs> descendants is the kids that you like more? And the subdescendants are the kids that, uh, you know, are trying to, uh, when, they, when they want to ask you something like, oh, uh, Tati's busy right now, come back later, right? No, chas that's not what he means. That's not what he means over here, primary descendant. You know, you ask someone, um, which of your kids do you love the most? So any parent that tells you back, I love all my kids the same. Either they don't have kids, or they only have one kid, or they're lying. They're lying. <laughs> I mean, of course, you look out for all your kids' welfare, right? And when they're sick, you take them all to the doctor. Otherwise, you know, the social services comes and puts you in jail, right? I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Rebison would disagree with me on this one. She's, she doesn't listen to the Jérôme on WhatsApp land. Um, in any case, in any case... Let's go on, what You say, but this is this primary descendants and sub descendants. Primary descendants and sub descendants. Does that mean who Adam loves more, who loves, he loves less? No, of course not. Of course not. It's again, again another insight that his descendants in Eilam Habar are not our descendants here. When we have descendants here, what are we doing? We're cloning ourselves? No, we're producing new members of Klal Yisrael. New member, new member, new member, new member, new member. New members of Klal Yisrael. New human beings. New independent human beings. Yeah, we saw in the last paragraph, maybe family hashkacha, family missions, but they be' a new human being. Other is producing primary and sub sense, I'm sorry. Roots and branches, roots and branches. Nim,, like an Elan. They're going out and, and branching off of Adam HaRishon like a tree. They're shooting off from Adam HaRishon like trees and branches, roots and branches. It's clear that, that, that um, this, this is very different than our conventional understanding of the sentence. This goes very much in line with what we're saying. This is what, what the Ramchal is expressing to us. It doesn't mean Adam HaRishon is going to have roots and branches and roots and branches shooting after him? They're all clones but that's why it's not Mamashah clone, clones of, of various parts of him, all those 600,000 cells that, that would have been given their own Bechira, and he was b'chir now not to give them their Bechira, so all those aspects of him that, that, that could have fallen and risen to again, that also has to get rewarded all the splinter cells, and the splinter cells has to, represents the entire guf. There's the roish, which is, you know, if you are a splinter cell of the roish, you occupy a higher station, and then the roots that come out of that, the, the branches that, are that come out of that, are, are branches of the roish. And then there's the liver, the clones of, his, of his, whatever the function of his liver is, and his torso, and his, and, and his nose, and his arms, and his hands, and his, and his toes. That's the idea of the heads of Anubar Yishon. Again, a, 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 a delicate idea, but this is what's going on over here. It would have been the actualizing of all of the potential Bahir that he that he decided to suppress. Very Gishmak. Okay? Good. We'll stop over here. We'll continue with this thought tomorrow. Thank you all for joining. Everyone should have a wonderful today.